and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at katherineplano.com. And as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers, where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is an amazing stuff available for you only if you sign up to the email list and you can do that by going to katherineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. This week we have another amazing woman for you, Erin Faulkner. Erin is an author and digital entrepreneur. In 2018, she released the critical acclaimed self-improvement female empowerment book, How to Get Shit Done, Why Women Need to Stop Doing Everything So They Can Achieve Anything. Since 2008, she has been the editor-in-chief and co-owner of Pick the Brain, one of the fastest growing and most trusted self-improvement websites and communities on the web, with over 400 bloggers from around the world contributing content, named to over 100 best of the web lists and read in more than 35 countries daily under Erin's guidance. Pick the Brain has truly become a powerful global voice and brand in the self-improvement space. Pick the Brain has been named Top Motivation Blogs for 2016 by WealthyGorilla.com. She was designated one of the top digital entrepreneurs in Los Angeles by LA Confidential, as well as being honored by Cadillac and Refinery29 as one of the top seven women changing the digital landscape for good. And in 2014, the Wall Street Journal included Erin in their prestigious Women of Note Network, an exclusive network of powerful female leaders designed to recognize and foster the continued success of innovative women. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Today we have another amazing guest for you, all the way from the US. We've got Erin Falconer. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. And we were just comparing times. It's 6am <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday morning here in Melbourne and it is... It's 11. 11 a.m. Yeah, well, actually, when I was when I was saying it was a pleasure to be here, I was going to say it was a ple- it's a pleasure to be here and there. <laughs> Absolutely. <we're- laughs> yeah. Isn't this wonderful? So, Erin, we always love to start with our story, our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. What is your unique story and what inspired you to do what you do today? Well, I have one of those stories that's an overnight success that took 17 years. <laughs> Like the the classic uh, overnight success story that was anything other than an overnight success. Basically, I started out as a young woman being very uh, success focused, very, uh, you know, type A, needed to have, you know, perfect grades and was uh, head girl and valedictorian, all that stuff and was on a fast track to law school. And along the way, I had this little voice inside of me that was you know, kind of said, like, create, try and do creative things, you know, and it kept getting louder and louder. And that manifested its way into me testing the waters of being a stand up comedian and a writer and all these kind of creative pursuits. And on the eve of after going to uh, a university in Canada, and I was about to go to a very good law school in Canada, I changed my mind and decided I wanted to give this creative pursuits a try. This is in Toronto, Canada. So I, uh, much to the horror of my parents, announced that I wasn't going to law school and I was going to give this creative path a try. And um, so I did that and uh, I ended up moving to Los Angeles a year after I'd made that decision and I moved down without really a plan or (laughs) I just had a general kind of dream. And long story short, found myself seven years later on the fetal position in my bathroom, sobbing with no money, no car, my visa about to be expired, uh, my house being foreclosed upon. And I was like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Um, And the scariest thing to me is that I was as I was lying on the bathroom floor crying, um, it wasn't that I didn't have any of those things that I just mentioned. It was that I'd listened to this voice inside of myself and I felt like by listening to that voice, I'd failed. And when you listen to that voice and you, you really listen to yourself and you think that it's led you in the wrong direction, it was the scariest moment of my life because without that, that kind of true North, what do you have? And so over the course of a couple of days or like I really, it was a time sensitive issue Um, that I needed to make a decision of what I was going to do. And I said, I consulted with a couple of really good friends and I said, I can't, you know, I've listened to this voice and I don't know that I feel so messed up. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm either going to have to go back to Canada with my tail between my legs and try and get into law school, you know, eight years later, I don't even know if that's possible or try and make this work. But I feel like that's crazy because look at where I am right now. And the the people that it's a couple of people I talked to said, you have to double down on that voice. You have to spend some time with yourself and understand where you got to, but that is the voice. That's the only thing you, that you can know for sure in this life. And so what I did is I sent out a hundred emails on Craigslist, which I don't know if you have that in Australia, but it's basically like a, it's among other things, it's a job posting board. It does a lot more than that. But so I, I, I sent out a hundred emails and I got one response back 
And that was to be an interview for a $15 an hour copywriting job. Keep in mind, I had moved to Los Angeles to make it as a screenwriter. So this was not the type of writing job that I'd moved down to LA for. So I had this $15 an hour job um, with no health benefits, nothing, or I could go back to Canada. And I said, am I going to double down on this voice or not? And this was very scary for me. And I said, okay, I'm going to give this one more shot. But if I do this, I've got to make this opportunity count. And so this, I took the job and it was at a startup. And um, this is in 2008 when the 2000, yeah, 2000, yeah, 2008, end of 2007, beginning 2008, when the startup world in LA was really taking off and it was a self-improvement uh, website. And I started in the bottom level there and um, I learned everything I could through a series of very fortunate events. I was able to, there was a small branch of this website, which was a blog called Pick the Brain, and it had no viewers, no readership. And I had done such a good job. I'd worked so hard over the course of like a year at this company. When the company sold, they ended up pulling Pick the Brain, the little blog off away from the sale and asked me to run it. And cut to now um, almost, I want to, it's like nine years later and Pick the Brain is one of the most widely read self-improvement blogs in the world. I have 400 people, freelance writers writing for me. Um, through that, the success of Pick the Brain, I was able to raise money from my other company, Leaf TV, which I sold a year ago. Um, to a publicly traded company and out of those two businesses was the genesis um, for my book that is out now called How to Get Shit Done, Why Women Need to Stop Doing Everything So They Can Achieve Anything. And um, and that book is really kind of telling the story of, of not only how I got to where I am today, but, but all of the kind of road bumps and learnings along the way. And so, and now, and now, and the, and the kind of bow around the story is that I moved to Los Angeles all those years ago to become a writer. Didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. And when I started changing my energy and my focus in a real way, um, now I sold my book to Simon and Schuster. Um, and I actually am a writer living in Los Angeles. So kind of came full story. So that was a long answer. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. I've got goosebumps. What an amazing story. Thank that you. That is very you. inspirational. Thank so, you. So t maybe talk us through some of those uh, things that you were talking about and I had to get shit done because mm -hmm. I know sometimes that could be a roadblock. We can uh, get stuck, procrastinate, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and especially in writing. I think that, you know, yeah. some of the uh, – women of inspiration that we've had on the show, they, you know, when we talk about writing, they talk about writer's block, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. For me, I personally, I don't I don't have writer's block. I have a little trick that I, I do. Um, oh, where I'd I just, like to know that. Oh, I just go up to my bookshelf, close mm -hmm. my eyes, pick mm -hmm. a book, open up the page, and with the intention of finding an inspiration, whether it's a word or a sentence, and it always works. Wow, that's, that's what great. I do. So what's I'm going to try that out. Yeah, what do you do? Uh, well, you know, I think it, it, as it pertains to writing specifically or in general? In general. Like when you get stuck, yeah. what do you yeah. do? How do you – because, I mean, you're all about picking the brain, yeah. motivation, mm -hmm. moving forward. How yeah. do you do it? So, so one of the things – one of the things I do, and I, I get asked – 
variations on this question all the time through my blog. People are saying, Erin, I'm working on this and I don't know why, I just can't get it done. And the, the first thing I ask is, well, why are you doing it? And the person usually goes, well, what do you mean? I mean, I have to get this done. You know, I, you know, I, it's either for work or, and I said, no, you don't have to do anything, right? You've got to understand why you're doing something before you can have any sort of motivation at all. Just the fact that you have to do something is not motivating enough. So you have to understand why you're doing it. And there will be smaller whys on some projects and bigger whys on other projects. But if you don't understand the why, and I'll give a very simple example. If somebody said to you, um, Catherine, I need you to make an extra $10,000 by the end of this month. Oh, oh okay. Uh, well, well, just, just make $10,000. Yeah. We need you to make $10,000 extra by the end, end of this month. Uh, okay. This is a very different proposition and your process would be very different than if somebody said to you, Catherine, your niece is, has leukemia we don't have enough money. The family doesn't have enough money. You're the only source. We need you to try and come up with $10,000 a month, extra this month. Well, that motivation, that's an extreme example. But when you put the why behind it, so just do this or just do this because this is meaningful in this way to me or somebody else, all of a sudden, the, you, the motivation finds itself, right? Yes. Um, so to just, and that goes to speaks to a larger point. When you're just doing things to do things, there is no motivation. You really need to tune in and not be dialing the things you're doing in your life in. You have to be very conscious about what you're doing, even if it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to take a break to read for half an hour, or I'm going to take the time right now to respond to emails, or I'm going to take the time to work on this project. Just taking those moments to identify consciously what you're doing so that you can be fully in it is is motivating in and of itself but most of us just are like okay my alarm goes off and now brrr, and now I'm going to bed and you it's kind of a buzz and that's why when you get to a Friday how many times have you heard people say oh my god it's Friday where did the week go you don't ever want to be living in that place you know what I mean you want to kind of know where the week went because you've mm. been in it consciously as much as possible and that's not an easy thing to do. So there was a couple of points Very that it, what you were talking about. The why is because motivation is an internal driver, and the why is the internal driver as well. It's mm -hmm. quite quite often people go, "This is what I have to do," and just mm -hmm. and like you said, they're on a on, on a treadmill and they're constantly at it without understanding the why. And it doesn't give you it doesn't make you feel good, and it's almost like there's no purpose no. as to what you're doing. But I love the the whole when you intend or set an intention on doing something, it it's I think it's it kind of sets your brain up to go, okay, this is what I need to do right now, and you that that almost like kicks in your focus as well. Totally, yeah, and it feels important and it feels meaningful, and when and. And again, like some of the things that you have to do are not, not everything in your life is going to be so exciting and you're going to be like, yeah, I can't wait to fold this laundry. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but if maybe the folding the laundry is I I'm doing this now so that I can get to something undistractedly that I really like to do quicker. You know what I mean? Maybe that's the why between behind folding the laundry. But if you, but if you can attach something to it, all of a sudden the motivation, it, 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 it finds itself. Mm. Absolutely. So Erin, I'm curious, how did you build, because we also have a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, women in business and men. Um, how did you build your list? Because there are a few people that write blogs and articles 
uh, including myself. I've been doing it for years. But how do you get to – what's your trick to building a list? A loyal readers. A loyal readers. Yeah. So I have a bit of advice on this, but I will say my early days experience is much different than the landscape right now. And so when I started with Pick the Brain, um, again, that was probably like 2008. So, so blogging was relatively really new. And the landscape, there were very few self-improvement bloggers and there, the competition was not there because just from a numbers perspective, but also it was a very supportive group. So we kind of all banded together or at least a handful of us. And we started sharing each other's content because the more somebody else gained, then we would gain. And we all kind of created this web, right? So that's, that's how I was able to find traction early. Um, and so again, it's very diff- different right now because there's just so much going on and the landscape is, is, as, as you know, um, it's very, very cluttered and, and, um, saturated. But having said that, there is still something to the, if I believe to the method of reaching out to peers, you know, th- three or four peers. And again, you, it, they should be relatively on the same level as you in terms of kind of how big they are, maybe a little bigger, maybe a couple little smaller, but reach out to them and say, look, there's a lot of noise out here. I like what you do. I like to put together a share program. Um, doesn't have to be that rigid, but like where once a month we start to share and we can help each other find some, a voice in the clutter. But I do believe in the strength still of, um, four or five people trying to help each other climb up than just you trying to go at it alone. Cause it's really, really difficult. And then I would say the other thing is that I found, and this, this could be kind of the longer road, but I think ultimately it is the better road and the more, more fruitful road. I see so many um, of my contemporaries trying to create content that they think is, you know, it's trending or it's keyword oriented or and it's, this is better to find in search. And as a result, their personal voice and authenticity over time has become really diluted. And mm-hmm. I think, so again, for the long haul, for the long game, you've got to stay as true to your voice. You've got to find what you want to say and what you only you can put out into the world and keep doing that. Because the people that are playing to all these algorithms, as we've seen time and again, and what I'm witnessing personally right now on Facebook, where they just keep switching algorithms at, at, at nano the nano warp speed that if you're playing to the algorithms, eventually you're gonna, you're gonna get hit. And then what do you do? Because you don't, if you haven't concentrated on that authentic voice or authentic relationships, as I was talking about earlier, you know, kind of building a small little genuine network of people that are trying to move up, then without those relationships or without that authentic voice, you don't have anything. Right. Mm. So Um, And that's really difficult. It's difficult to do because you see, you know, like I'm trying to build relatively new um, my following for Pick the Brain on Instagram. And I have a very big following on Facebook. I have almost a million followers on Facebook. But on Instagram, I only have about 25, 26,000, which is still good, but not compared to my Facebook following. And I myself, when I I started really working on this Instagram feed about, um, I want to say like, maybe two years ago, a little, maybe a little under two years ago, but the, it's just been such a grind 
to, to find any real traction. You know, it's one step forward, two steps back, one step forward, two steps back. So I, so I myself has, have had to kind of look and say, Hey, what's the best strategy here? Like, do I start buying traffic? Do I start buying, like, what do I do? And I, I'm, I'm defaulting. I mean, I'm exper- Oh, that's the other thing. Experiment. Don't, so like, stay true to your voice, but right, right, and I'm, this is literally what I'm doing right now. Right now I'm experimenting with the Pick the Brain Instagram feed and be like, okay, I've been doing this and this is what I've, this is the response I've garnered. Let me try and make it a little more personal and then see if that's working and give it some time. And okay, it, 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 that is working sort of, but le- I think I can do better. Let me try and do some video release on, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to get too specific, but so you got to really pay attention also to like what's working because that is one of the greatest benefits of the internet is like real time feedback. And that was how I was able to build my Facebook following so big is that I just really was razor focused about what was working in real time and what wasn't. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh, I, I love all of that. I love okay. what you were saying. Cause I mean, I, I'm, 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 yeah, for me and I know, and People listening to this show right now um, do write, uh, not necessarily um, to match algorithms because, I mean, it, like you said, it changes all the time. I'm mm-hmm. not a social media guru. Um, I always um, – I mean, I do all the writing, but I have um, a team that looks after social media. So I am one of those things that shun away from social media, but it changes all the time. I can't keep up, keep up with it. Oh, yeah, but so you, were t- you were talking about buying traffic. What does that mean? Well, there's like, I know so many people on Instagram that have paid for likes, have now through Facebook and Instagram promoted their page. And so that's kind of what I mean by, by buying traffic, like buying, buying eyeballs, really. Um, And, and so there are, you know, many, many, many companies that help you do that. They're kind of, you know, social media, social influencer, sometimes they're called, um, campaign companies. And, I, on my Facebook page, when I work with brands, sometime to expand the reach, I will give them the option to, um, to, to buy media against my page to promote whatever they're working, whatever I'm working with the brand. And it's funny because every time I've done that, even though obviously I'm making money through the brand, my personal reach, like when then I start going back and posting stuff is automatically hit because it's like Facebook senses, okay, she, there's money here. And then they penalize you when you're not when you when you stop spending the money. And I'm like, ah, this is such a sick system. So I mean, I tend to stay away from. I know there are, there are entire careers devoted to just like the social media arbitrage, like spend this and get this back, and spend this and get this back. I don't do that. I'm just it's not my skill set. And I also am just like so hesitant again to do that because the audience that I've cultivated had the great fortune to cultivate over these past like nine ish years are it's they're all there because they want to be there and the idea of you know somehow starting to to pay to get people there I don't know I just I'm not that yeah comfortable slash familiar with it however I do know that if you have the right person working on strategy with you it can be very very beneficial I'm just I don't have experience in that yeah and with your uh because you have got a big following uh, what worked for you? Was it the videos? What what was the, the thing? Because you were saying you were experimenting. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, with the book coming out, my publisher 
and manager were like, we've got to get you more in front of the pick the brain audience. Like you've got, it's pick the brain is is such a great resource and everybody loves it, but you're not in front of it. Like Aaron Falconer's face isn't there and da 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 And I was like, oh yeah, well that's by design. You know, I don't really want to be, I never set out to have this like as a personal vehicle. So I was kind of hesitant about it at the beginning, but then I was thought about it and I said, you know what it is? People want to connect to someone, not just something. And so I started coming around to that idea. And so I've been doing on it, both Instagram and Facebook more uh, like Facebook lives or Insta lives where I just kind of let, you know, uh, instead of just doing a blog post about something I'm working on, I'll jump on and kind of talk about it a little bit. And that's kind of done really well for me. I've seen like the engagement in general around my stuff go up a little bit and which is nice because it hasn't gone up for so long. I've just been kind of stuck in this treading water mode where I'm not losing anything, but I'm certainly not gaining anything. So I've seen a little bit of that by putting, putting myself forward. Um, that has worked. Um, it's, it's hard though, because for the Instagram page, it's like, I will be basically, I was just putting quotes up and people just love those quotes. You know what I mean? And so when I started like maybe putting a picture of myself with then like, a little quote underneath, like in the comments, people were like, what's that? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's this? Which wasn't that great for my ego. But over time, it's been like, oh, right, this is what this is. So you do have to teach your audience. And that takes a little bit of time too. you know, you have to give it these changes some time to marinate and resonate to see if they're working or not. Mm, absolutely. So Erin, if somebody wanted to embark on a new career or a new life, what would be that one piece of advice that you'd like to give them? Well, the, the thing that I see over and over again, and this even, this even, I, I touched on this a little bit, just right at the top when we we're talking about motivation, when so many people are doing things without thinking about them, right? And like in general here, at least in America and Canada, what we do is we go through, you know, school, high school, then we decide on what we do want to do on university. We take a lot of time deciding what do we want to do? What do we want to do? And we're like 18, 17, 18 or 19. And then we kind of lock into something and never check in with ourselves with the intensity or the intention that we've done as a 17 or 18 year old. And that's really weird because at 17 and 18, like, of course you're a young adult, but you really haven't found your footing or, you know, you really haven't stepped into completely fully who you are. And so I see so many people that are lawyers or accountants or whatever, whatever it is. And they're so unhappy and they don't understand why. And I said, well, why are you, why are you doing what you're doing? What do you mean? Why are, why are you a lawyer? Well, I mean, what do you mean? I studied, I went to school and did, I said, but when did you check in with yourself last? Was it when you're 17? You know, like how at, you know, at 35 or 40, how much you, you haven't checked in with yourself at seven in, 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 in 20 years. So my thing is the most important catalyst for change or fulfillment or happiness or is, and women, I feel like really don't do this because for, for so many reasons, but this idea of sitting down with yourself and understanding, you know, who you really are now today, um, you, what are you really good at? What makes you happy? How did you get to where you are right now? And where do you want to go? And writing all of this stuff down. And in the book, I have like little work 
book things that you can actually write, you know, forms, you can write this back down, but anybody can do this and really start to understand what you want to do. And then once you've got these things written down, I talk about doing a seven day time challenge, time tracking challenge, where you write down basically for seven days from morning till night, everything you're doing, literally. Um, and at the end of that seven days, when you hold up the list of what you've been doing and how you've been spending your time for seven days, and then you look and you juxtapose it with the list of where, what you really want to be doing and what, where you really want to go, I think you'll be shocked to find how different those two lists are. And when you look at how you're spending your time, you're going to see how much time you're giving away to other people to help other people get their stuff done as opposed to helping move the needle personally for you. And so this is like the biggest thing one can do is just sit down, stop everything and start reflecting in a meaningful way and then write these things down. Because when you write things down, you become accountable mm -hmm. to yourself and to these ideas. And so, um, yeah, I just think that is the starting place for anybody I love that. And the other thing, Erin, we love uh, to ask questions like pain points. I believe that everybody has pain points. What would be some of your pain points, a very successful woman in business, uh, and how do you move forward with a solution? Right. So my, what? So one of my biggest pain points, like, especially in this transition to kind of finding myself, is one of the scariest things, and I, I, I talked about this a little bit, is that when you've invested a certain amount of time, like when I came down to LA, I was here for like seven years working on something that, that ultimately didn't work out. And this idea of saying, sitting down with yourself and saying, um, where do I really want to go and not have it align with how you've spent years of your life is very scary, right? You kind of just want to double down on the thing you've been doing. Otherwise, you're like, well, I just wasted seven or eight years if I change courses now if I change course now. And so like, that's one of the biggest pain points. That was the biggest pain point for me was recognizing, okay, I have, you know, I've made tons of mistakes, but I, but recognizing those mistakes doesn't mean I've wasted seven or eight years. It means I'm taking the time now to course correct. And it's better for me to do that now and admit that I've made some big mistakes than just double down because I don't want to face that. So there's a lot of fear and apprehension in this initial sitting down with yourself because you're, you know, you don't, a lot of people don't want to face certain truths, but it's way better to sit down as soon as you can, because unless you course correct, you're always going to be on the wrong, wrong track. So that's one of the biggest things, overcoming that fear. If you really want to, you know, be transparent about how you've been living your life. So you're yeah. basically saying you're you're very good at embracing mistakes because actually that's how we learn learn right it helps right. us move forward right yeah exactly and that's the thing it's just it's just simply a perspective switch because everybody's making these mistakes right it's mm. just are you going to be conscious about it and start to course correct because then to your point this is a great learning experience a great growth experience I've learned more from my failures way more than I have from my successes. And this is, it's, it's through those failures that I've been allowed to have this big growth and, and this big personal and career success. Um, I, I, you know, when, when things were going really great for me originally, you know, when I was a straight A student and blah, 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 and all of that, I had zero personal growth. I mean, I was doing very well, 
But if I had stayed in that, in that kind of mindset and hadn't taken those risks and hadn't listened to myself and that voice in my, that voice within me, that's also very important. Everybody has this voice within them. You got to take the time to listen to it. And if you're busy, 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 doing, 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 all you're doing is drowning out that voice. You have to find the moments in the day of calm, even if it's five minutes here, five minutes there, but it's really concentrated to sit back and unwind so that the thing, the person that is really within you can come out because it's there. Mm. Um, But people are very scared about that little voice because for example in my example I had this little voice saying do something creative be creative you've got it within you well what did that mean for me listening to that it meant me giving up all of my comfort and all of my security in a sure thing like a sure thing going to Canada's best law school I'm an excellent student that's never you know that's never been my problem I could have gone through got my law degree da 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 this was a sure thing for me but I listened to this internal, this voice, that's very scary because it was telling me do something that you're not on the path to do, right? But, you know, I wouldn't be where I am now in, in terms of, I don't think from a success perspective, and I definitely know from like a, a, a self-fulfillment um, perspective, I would not be where I am, I, I am today. I love that. And I think that that's a lot of people shun away from taking risk purely because of fear of failure and fear of whatever that may be. But, you know, it's in, I think that when we take risks, we sometimes um, discover talents that we didn't know we had. Oh, absolutely. I've developed so much of my resilience and my fortitude and all of that stuff because I took a risk and you got to figure things out and it's real time and it's scary and you got to dig deep within yourself. But that's where all the good stuff comes out of. That's where you build all these amazing traits and, and so much of you, the real you is revealed. Mm, so true. So Erin, we were talking about failure, which I, I'm big on. I, I think we need to embrace it. So what do you think would be a reason or a number one reason that most individuals fail to succeed in business? Because you hear it often, people, um, startups, you know, jump into a business and 12 months later, they're no longer in a business. Right. So I would say a couple of things. Number number one, I think the people that really, really succeed, like really, really knock it out of the park, both from a success point and also just from like a personal satisfaction point is they've found the thing that really speaks to who they are and really um, kind of speaks to their moral set. It's not there. It's something that, that is part of them, these businesses, right? And the, the more, the closer you can get to that, I think the, the, I mean, the the harder it is in a way, the more soul bearing it is in a way. But I think that's the kind of authenticity that is hard to beat. Um, and I think you've got to ask yourself, what is the motivation for wanting to do this specific business? Like, again, it's the, it's the why. Why does this business matter to you? Why is it just because you want to make money? Is it because this is what people are doing now and this seems to be where the market is at or heading and therefore I'm going to do something in th- in this field? That's not though these things aren't good enough. That's kind of like creating blog posts around algorithms. It's the same thing. Um you've also you know um so again it's it's 
it's, it's, you know, part of it is it's difficult because everything is timing too. And so you can have the best idea in the world and it can be such a great part of you. And there's just, you know, for whatever reason, it's just not, not, not the right time. And that has happened to me, um, as well. And that's really disheartening and heartbreaking, but the thing is, because you put the process processes in place to do something that you really love that speaks to your moral value, if you can have a perspective shift um, and be able to grow through that, then I'm pretty sure that person is going to ultimately make it on the next endeavor or the next endeavor. But it's the person that's looking for the quick fix or the thing that they should be doing or the business that, that you know, again, is all about money. Um it's hard. Like those thing, those situations are hard to lack, to, to keep going for a long time. Mm, um, yeah. and, and so, you know, you also have to be this idea of like really checking in with yourself and really being conscious and really doing things. I feel like life is, is such a nuanced, subtle dance that you never know when the opportunities are going to come to you. Right. And like, for example, in my case, this idea where I took this one out of a hundred job, um, copy real little tiny, small copywriting job. Um, that then what I was able to parlay into something else much bigger, but I was, the thing is, is that you want to have yourself in such as, as good of a place as you can. So when those opportunities come along, you are ready to jump because so much of this stuff is about being personally prepared so that when the opportunity is there, and a lot of times you manifest these opportunities without even knowing it, once you are ready and you're prepared and you're, you're really dialed into yourself and who you are, that you can act quickly. Um, because so much is timing, right? And mm. just, you never know when it's going to come, but when it comes, and again, the more tuned, tuned into that little voice inside you, you are, the, the less fear you have when an opportunity presents itself. And it's like, nope, this is calling me. This is speaking to me now. Now's the time. And you take action. And I think those are ultimately the people that succeed and the people that have the most fun along the way and the people that, um, are, are the happiest and have the best energy. Mm, I, I also agree with that too. I think it's people give up too quickly. They, they expect quickly. an overnight success. And you hear about this is what you were saying, actually. You hear about these overnight successes, but they don't realize that no these thing. people, there is no such thing, that, you know, individuals uh, have been at it for quite some time before they, they you know, find that ultimate success. Uh, but it's just about keep pushing through. Right. So Erin, I we also love to ask a woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Perseverance. Mm, yes, I see that in you for sure. Yeah, perseverance. And the other thing that we do as we wrap up the show, we love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick three shiny golden nuggets to give to our listeners. So what would that be for you today? Okay, so I've said this a couple of times, but I, it bears repeating in my opinion. Number one is take the time, do whatever you need to do, find the space to be able to listen to yourself and find that voice within you because that is your true north. And whenever, if you can find that voice, whenever you're feeling frustrated or you don't know where you're going, it is such an incredible resource to be able to check in with. And especially this is important for women because we've got so many different influences and we're running, 
businesses and families and there's so much guilt attached with so much of this and anxiety and so to be able to find that voice inside of you your true north that you can go back to at any time this is like the source of all of your personal power um so that would be number one uh number two would be I, I can't underscore enough the idea of writing things down. So when you, you know, the best laid plans, in my opinion, are ones with laid with pen and paper or a computer and a word doc and write down all of the things that matter to you and start to craft a plan around those things. I talk about in the book about choosing three things, um, which whatever number works for you works for you. But, Find the, you know, the three or four things that really matter to you and start scheduling your time around those three or four things. Um, and then the last thing I would say is there's a lot of in the self-improvement industry talk about happiness and fulfillment. And you've even heard me say these words a couple times here. But for me, the true litmus test of personal success is this idea of energy because it's something that's tangible. So at the end of the week or at the end of the day, if you say, what's my energy? And you go, God, I'm just wiped out. I'm totally wiped out. You know that you're not on, there's something that's off and that, you know, you have to take the time to discover what that is. You can be, you, you can be tired because when you're doing things you love, you love and you're passionate about, you can be really tired at the end of the day, but there's still your energy is intact, right? So Take this time to check in with yourself and really, as a litmus test, ask yourself at the end of every day, what's, where's my energy at? What's my energy like? And start course correcting accordingly because you want to have that energy is the key to kind of longevity from a career perspective and also just having a healthy relation relationships with the people that you care about in your life and most importantly the relationship with yourself and you want to have that energy intact so do yourself a favor and be very diligent diligent about checking in with yourself and course correcting if you day after day are feeling wiped out and really low energy because that's not a life worth living so you need to get to the bottom of that Oh, I love that last one about checking with your energy and uh, course correct. That's a really, um, that's a good hot tip. <laughs> so Erin, where would be the best place for our listeners to find you? I am all things related to the blog. I am at pick the brain and you can find inspirational content and, um, you know, um, everything to do with myself and Improvement world is there. And then on a personal level, it's um, at Erin Faulkner. And you can see stuff about my book and cute baby pictures and <laughs> stuff like that on my personal on my personal handles. Erin, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us. You are lots of energy which I absolutely love it's as I said it's six o'clock well it's almost seven now in the morning here and um I feel pumped listening to you awesome thank you so very much oh thank you so much I I love chatting with you today thank you that brings us to the end of another episode I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you 
And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.